Blast off. See, that's a good thing. <laughs> the podcast has blasted off. We've started. We're excited. Dan's, Dan's doing bong rips. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was trying to do like a, oh, we're going through the... Welcome to Hellbackcast. It's Blast ah. Off. Uh, me is your host, uh, the most... You're right. Mike Linden. The right most the Austin Powersiest looking motherfucker what? on the bus, according to Kelly the Barber. Uh, what with, What in the world are you talking about? With me as always, co-host Dan Linden. Hi. Uh, with us as more always, co-host Steven Montenegro. Always, always. Yeah. yeah. All I'm Real saying always. is that blasting off is good for the podcast. Bad when it happens to Team Rocket. For Team Rocket. For what? It's bad for Team Rocket. Yeah. Let's go back to... Do they say, like, we're blasting off when they get... I think they say Team Rocket blast off. They say, like, we're blasting off again, right? Oh, I think that is true. Okay, now I remember this. Mostly I just remembered the star twinkle when they uh, reached the horizon. Yeah, but normally a blast off is good for you, but for Team Rocket, it's not. Can we please go back to Kelly the Barber calling you Austin Powers? (laughs) Right. Who's Kelly the Barber? Yeah, that's question one. He was just some guy that was drinking on the bus when I... uh, Got on the bus. Okay. Was he wearing a shirt morning. that said, I am Kelly the Barber? No. Okay. But did he introduce himself as Kelly the Barber? He eventually did that, yes. Like specifically Kelly the Barber? I talked to him for the entire bus ride. Okay. Because that is who Kelly the Barber was. Uh huh. And also he was actively drinking at the time, so I think that might have had to do with it. Uh huh. And it was Friday morning, you said? Yeah. So it was the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> so. so it- he was actively uh, going to the place that he was. He had been barbering uh-huh. to grab all his stuff and tell them that he was leaving that barbering centrality okay. to go to another barbering place that took their shit more seriously. Oh, cool. Um, but he was drunk the whole time. Well, <laughs> drinking. I, yeah, he was drinking. I wouldn't say he was drunk. He was uh, very lucid. He was, but he was he was gonna he was taking the edge off for getting his barber tools. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Although he did mention that he was bussing to work at the time because he had too many uh, drunk driving. <laughs> oh, what a surprise! The guy drinking on the bus <laughs> is on the bus because of a DUI. Right. And what at what point was it at the beginning of the conversation or within the conversation that you were declared the most Austin Powers looking? It was right towards the beginning of the conversation. Oh, okay. I barely Which is made why the bus. you chose to continue engaging him. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. <laughs> I barely made the bus. Like okay. I had to like flag it down. Yeah. And then I got in. Yeah. Well, that was nice of that bus driver. It was, it was nice very of that nice. Bus driver. And that's why the first thing I said when I got on the bus was, "Oh, thank you." To and, the bus uh, driver or to Kelly the, bus the barber? Driver. To the bus driver. Now, did you think you were saying thank you, but you actually said, "Yeah, baby, <laughs> I make women only." Why does your Austin Powers sound like suspiciously like you want to be doing your? Vague New Yorker guy, because every voice. voice, every voice I do, I have to struggle with the desire to do my vaguely New Yorker sounding so guy. Now, now I don't think I can do the accent the voice <laughs> because right. I ruined it. I think to me now, let me, let me try. How is this going to come out? Yeah, boy. Nope. <laughs> nope. See, I can't do it. Uh. Uh. Anyways, he said you looked like Austin Powers. Uh, event, yes. Or at least more like Austin Powers than, than anyone, anyone else on the bus. The first thing he said was, hey, aren't you going to say thank you? And then I said, I, I did say thank you. And then I thought the conversation was going to be over. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I said, 
something to him. Yes. Uh, he said, hey, are you from, oh, you're from London. Whoa. <laughs> and I said, uh, well, no, I'm from here, actually. And he said, oh, I just thought you were from London because, you know, your teeth. Oof. Because, as the listeners might not be aware, I have a lot of space between my front teeth. Sure, sure. That doesn't seem like... I mean, I would, so I'll say this. Yeah. You have, like, what would be considered slightly non-conventional teeth. Yes. Sure. You don't have bad teeth. No. Well, I mean, I don't know, from, like, American uh, standards, maybe. I haven't had braces, and it seems like most people get braces. Mm. I mean, I had braces. Sure. Must be nice. <laughs> he was a barber, though, not a dentist. That's true. He didn't but know what he was talking about. Maybe he was from the past because they yep. used to be the yep. same thing, yep. and it was also considerably more acceptable to drink at 10 a.m. Maybe barbers <laughs> are still... Maybe barbers are still secretly trained as old-time barbers, but they don't really talk about it. So Minnesota has like a weird cosmetology license yeah. system. That allows you to perform <laughs> surgery. And, and you have to know like a lot of like, you have to know like very basic things about a wide breadth of stuff just mm-hmm. to do like manicures. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's super weird. So maybe, maybe you do need to know about dentistry. Maybe. Like basic dentistry, sure. like the front teeth are called the front ones and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yep. Like basic facts like that. Yep. By cuspid. But he didn't like give you any advice or anything. He was just like, your teeth are weird. You're London. Well, <laughs> no, he was just, uh, he was, he was just trying to tell me things about me. <laughs> Always to, good. You know, illustrate his uh, perceptiveness. Yeah. I mean, that's what barbers are for. And then like, that was the point at which he said I look like Austin Powers yeah. because I guess because I have London teeth and glasses and glasses and glasses yeah. and sort of frazzly hair. Yeah. So I will say this. You sat there and spoke to this man for your entire bus ride. I sure did. Which means uh every woman on that bus is uh probably thankful. That's true. <laughs> that is true. That is a service he provided. There was another couple sitting near him that I I wondered if he had been uh <laughs> Engaging them in conversation before I showed up. You took one for the team. I've done that a decent number of times on the bus. <laughs> it seems like you might just enjoy it. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I just feel like I have a decent skill for... Navigating? Uh, benignly allowing someone to uh, think a conversation is going well. <laughs> hmm. uh, without really committing to anything. Yeah, I had... But being supportive. I, I thought this guy, once he told me his reasons for leaving his place of barbary, yes. I thought he was doing the right thing. Oh, good. Huh. What they, were those reasons? They weren't taking it seriously. The, they wouldn't give him a key to the place. Mm. Uh, and like, in it, spite of the fact that they often force him to uh, uh, lead, like end business at strange hours. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, and he he's got to he's got to have more uh, stability in his hours. So he's he takes barbering very seriously yes. in a manner in which he does not take not running over pedestrian children while drunk. Uh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean that's not something you're trained in barber school. No. I just feel like it's a thing that like society sort of generally prepares you for of like don't <laughs> don't get drunk and then create the possibility that you might run over children. Sure. Right. I mean it's certainly 
That's certainly like the or adults, I guess. The messaging, I feel like the common messaging is certainly there in our culture. Yeah, and it seems like he'd pick up on that, and mm-hmm. also maybe why no one is giving them a key, giving him a key to their business. Mm-hmm. Sure. I've I've sided against him. Uh, I'm not saying like I'm not saying he definitely needs to get a key from this person, but given the circumstances of like them, you know. Shutting, closing shop like at, you know, 1 p.m. on a Saturday, just randomly. Mm-hmm. Like, if he wants to go somewhere where he has more control over the hours, good on him. Their relationship has soured. Yeah. And he is advocating for himself. Also, I guess they're dealing drugs out of that place, too. Mm. Oh, did we just determine that? or? Uh, you mentioned the that Man, part. This guy, <laughs> this guy has some confusing... First of all, <laughs> did he tell you what barbershop it was? <laughs> no. Because I could use a haircut and cocaine. I, I mean, I do have his phone number. Oh. Because oh, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but he's not the one who was dealing drugs. Sure. The guy that owns the place is yes. dealing drugs out of the place. I see. Yeah, I was viewing While that also as... also doing the barber. I was viewing that as a feature, not a bug. <laughs> right. Um, this, this man has, has made some complicated moral choices and taken some complicated moral stances. Well, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Yep. People are complicated. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, work is hard. It's like how Hitler always gave 10% of his salary to Easter seals. <laughs> it's a well-known fact about Hitler that you all knew. Uh, all right. Sure. I, you knew it, and you've accepted my analogy. <laughs> what does Easter seals do? Oh, man. I, I may have accused them of being in league with some <laughs> not great people. I I still don't know what you're talking. I was still, I so don't know what Easter seals do. Do you think you meant literal seals? I was surprised that they they were referred to in a. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. Like that's the thing that always has the cardboard stand up thing by cash registers where you put a dime in, a dime into a like little cardboard slot and you mm, fill it up know. with dimes. I see. And sometimes you get to take chiclets. Okay. <laughs> For giving them a dime. Yeah. I'm not sure what they do, but they charity a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay. For Easter. I mean, I don't know what Goodwill does either. Or like the United Way. These aren't real charities. <laughs> <laughs> They're a pl- great place to drop off stuff you don't want in your house anymore, though. Yeah, but like... It- Isn't there a march of dimes? Yes. Yeah. I think competing with these seals for America's for dimes. dimes? Maybe. Only maybe dimes. Easter, maybe Easter seals is quarters or nickels. Ooh. Oh, that, maybe I was just confusing them with March of Dimes, but they definitely exist. I mean, if you if you have to choose, like go for those quarters. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you get your choice between give us a bunch of dimes and give us an equal amount of quarters, so much more efficient. You choose quarters. Yep. Like, although, even, is it how many dimes? I mean, it's two point five times more pennies. But if you're moving, but if if you can move more dimes, uh-huh. like if you're going purely by volume, yeah, you'd oh, rather you're have about, dimes. You're thinking about volume, like the <laughs> logistics. Yeah, of it. yeah. I mean, if you if, yes, if you have to like fill a flatbed truck with with either dimes or quarters. Well, how much? How many dimes does a quarter like, weigh? If you're getting like cardboard coin collections, right? How many dimes does a quarter weigh? Yeah. Uh. Just take a guess. <laughs> Just take a stab at it. I guess I would I would guess like, I don't know, 
Six dimes? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> okay, so the so Easter Seals supports uh, support programs for disabled veterans, seniors, and their families, disabled children, and uh, autism programs. Sure. So Easter Seals is like a real thing. Yep. All right. That generally, like, I'm sure, I'm sure that like ninety percent of the money that they raise goes to Easter Seals. Sure. But uh, but like, does anybody actually know what the United Way does? Or is the United Way literally just a charity that exists to get charitable contributions? Does it like a does it have like rainbow hands? Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think it's the biggest one. The biggest rainbow hand. Of charities. Oh. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, if they're united, does that mean they're doing a bunch of stuff? Ooh, great question. Um, their description says that they create change by coming together mm, that's... <laughs> and that you can join a community that donates to them, donate to them on your own or become a mentor, encouraging others to donate to them. Wow. Wow. Okay. So, so do they have like a mission statement? Is that, that the mission that statement? That appeared to be it. <laughs> so they exist in order to grow larger. Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I think March of Dimes is like cystic fibrosis or something. Sure. Like that. that sounds right. I mean, it sounds as good as anything. I guess so. Um, they want to make a brighter future for babies. Okay. I mean, that's admirable, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, you want... I mean, a brighter future for babies is a brighter future for all of us. Yeah. It's for a less... For less time, but they, like a nicer less... Like a nicer end time for us. They yeah. hope to yeah. raise money to... <laughs> nicer end times. Yeah. They hope to raise money to support research and advocacy advocacy programs for babies. Just <laughs> for babies? I guess. I don't know. Man, they what are. What is happening? That is a these... broad swing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what they do. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm trying is, to find this out. This is really starting to get suspicious. Yeah, we are. This is. We're through the looking glass here. There's a lot of charities that, like, I just oh. assumed there would be a real quick answer to right? what they do. Yeah. But no. <laughs> no. Oh, but hold on. But uh, the Life Issues Institute, mm -hmm. uh, the pro-life grassroots partner of the Susan B. Anthony List Education Fund, you know, the country's premier anti-choice group, uh -huh. um, uh, they want you to boycott the March of Times. Oh, okay. Because they... Uh, apparently, they've been doing it, quote, since the 70s. Mm -hmm. um, uh, encouraging you to boycott them? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, and, oh, they have a problem with the, oh, they would like you to boycott the March of Dimes because, um, one, they give money to Planned Parenthood. That's way down the list of reasons, <laughs> oh. though. The, uh, the first seems to, the first thing on the list is they help diagnose, uh, prenatal problems mm -hmm. in, uh, pregnant women. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Which will only lead to more abortion. Also, uh, according to the Life Institute, they're the nation's premier eugenics organization. Wow. Uh, Which is, honestly, if I got to side with March of Dimes, who I have no idea what they do, <laughs> or the Life Issues Institute, uh, on whether or not the March of Dimes is our eugenesis, I'm going with March of Dimes and saying no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, they also they also encourage unnecessary experimentation on live babies inside the womb. Huh. Uh, 
like super social programs? Are we talking like I, see this, this seems to be what they're suggesting, but also like, you know, the sentence itself mm-hmm. is scientifically unsound. This yeah. is why you need to get be clear about what you do. You don't want your rivals uh putting the narrative out it's there true. for you. You gotta define yourself before your opponent does. Yeah. Oh yeah. They also refuse to it's recognize. It's just like how I've been spending my life talking about how un Austin Powersy I look. Uh-huh. Yeah. So like even though Kelly the Barber comes along and tells me that I look like Austin Powers, I've established a long running yes. uh narrative. I beat him to the punch. You did. Yeah. Uh I remember the minute that movie came out, the first thing you said after seeing the trailer was I don't look like that. Yeah. 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 I'm more of a Wayne Campbell. <laughs> Wow. Sure. Oh, man. <laughs> Since we established right up at the top that I'm with you as always on this show, <laughs> that makes me Garth. Well, well, party on. Wait, what am I then? Party on. Uh, um, what was th- that I love you man guy? Yeah, am I that guy? Yeah. yeah. Terry. Terry. You're Terry. I'm Terry who was, yeah. was there but doesn't remember. Just, just say thank you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you could be the snake. What? That. Uh, <laughs> That's a much deeper cut. That, the, the one that's on Tia Carrere during yeah. the music video? That's it, not even like a Wayne-associated animal. Yeah. But, I get rejected when she goes back to Wayne. Oh. I, oh, you, you interpreted that scene as her rejecting that snake. Interestingly I, enough, I just mean... I always assumed she got to keep the snake. <laughs> I just mean the snake is not seen after that and does not get to hang out with them. That's true. Really, the mega happy ending should have established that the snake Rob Lowe kept the snake. Yeah. And uh, fed it, you know, in the two-week or one-month, once-per-month scheduling that is recommended for snakes. <sighs> yeah. How bad you- cast? How bad cast? How bad cast? How bad cast? Feed your snake. How bad cast? I do not How bad cast? This cut. How bad cast? How bad cast? Feed your snake. I'm worried about that snake now. <laughs> I thought someone was taking care of it. I'm sure someone's taking care of it. Did it, did it come from, like, a snake rental house? Probably. Probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So they probably, they're probably like pretty good at taking care of the snakes. I'm sure it was Unless, like, is it is the snake like a slave? I mean, yeah, it's probably from like Johnny Rock's music video like, herpetology. Yeah, is it like a slave, like some sort of already caught squirtle? I, <laughs> I guess it would be pretty much like an already caught squirtle. Although oh, it did squirtle. seem pretty cool. I thought you said squirrel. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I, mean, I wonder how much training actually goes into snake wrangling. Like, can you clicker train a snake? I imagine, like, they're, like, smarter than, like, little lizards. I imagine you, like, train them to at least, like, not just start coiling, right? But, well, yeah, but, yeah, you definitely like, need that. But <laughs> or, I, don't think you, I don't think you can actually, like, train them to do stuff. They're well, like, like birds. I think you just train them to, like, look in a certain direction. So you talking they, about birds, stupid. There's lots of really smart birds. Yeah, what are you talking like about? birds... Birds are super dumb. Not ravens. No, yeah, what are you talking about? Not ravens. The yeah. rest are dumb. Yeah, that's why you usually use ravens in movies. Yeah. Because they're smarties. That's why I'm that's or why pigeons, I'm not afraid. But their job of is just like be in a cage. Right? Most movie <laughs> I guess pigeons. So. Most movie pigeons, their job is just to coo inside of a cage. Or be where they would be anyways. Yes. And if you're a dove, you're trained to just fly through a room right. anytime John Travolta walks in the doorway. <laughs> Which thing is that from? Face off. Oh yeah, that's right. It's just, but that was a dove from the future. <laughs> what? Yeah, that movie takes place in the like distant future. On, distant like, future? No, the near future. Come on. It's it's like they just 
they just couldn't afford to make it a space prison, but they intended it to be a space prison. Is that true? Yeah. Face off? Yeah, that's why they all have super weird names. It was supposed to be like a space prison in the distant future. And they couldn't afford the effects. So they just kept <laughs> they just kept everything else. Yep. That's delightful. And like we don't know that it's not a space prison, I don't think. I guess. I mean it. It could it, be like an elaborate. It uh, did feel like an unusual what's that prison. Thing, what's that what thing where they build it around a sun? Oh, a Dyson sphere. Yeah, maybe it all takes place on a Dyson sphere. How would that? That wouldn't. You would die. What? A Dyson sphere isn't for living on. You can live on the outside of it in theory. Well, there's but there's like one kind where you put no. There's one kind where you like yeah. You create you make it make it large enough so that like you, it's enclosed around. Yeah, you enclose it, but then you just harvest the energy of the sun. Uh, it's impractical to fully enclose with a Dyson sphere. What you want is a Dyson swarm. Let's all get our uh, our facts. And you can't really live on in a, reality. Yeah, and you can't really live on a Dyson swarm. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to be on it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So Dan was wrong, and you and I know science. Yeah. Fine. Then you live on a fucking halo ring or whatever. Just something where you're not. In space, and you're still, but it looks like you're not in space. Just have a planet. What's Fine. wrong with having a planet? Fine. You're there on Mars. It's been terraformed face <laughs> off. That's probably actually less efficient than it would be to just create artificial planets. <sighs> well, this is a world. you got to wrangle just as okay. many comets and but then this is still a... wait millions of years. Yeah, but this is a world where they decided their best way to go undercover was to just rip someone's face off and <laughs> slam it onto somebody else's head. To because be fair they to have that future surgeon. technology. <laughs> to be fair to that face surgeon. Yes. <laughs> there was some there was some precise cutting happening. It wasn't just ripping the face I, off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Legitimately, like you couldn't do that with modern technology. Thus another point about it being a space prison. That was that was the part that got that I was worried about when you initially brought this up was that there or that you which one of you brought it up? I can't even remember. Dan brought up face off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I brought up the space prison portion. The haunting idea that only face surgery had any like major leaps in innovation, right? In like centuries of time or whatever it's supposed to be. I I, I think it's I think they're looking at like eighty years in the future type of thing. Mm. That's more reasonable. Yeah. Although still, <laughs> there's better things they could have focused on. <laughs> you would at least think that like I don't know we'd suburban life would have changed or something. I don't know. I mean, maybe. Maybe. You don't know where they were living? Yeah. That suburb could have been Albuquerque, which is now a suburb of Los Angeles. Wow. You don't know that? I guess. I guess that's true. It's it's a, it's equal suburbs, both of Los Angeles and Dallas. I wish that uh, John Woo would come out with some like random... Uh, J.K. Rowling esque, uh, <laughs> right? Like how? Like <laughs> J.K. Rowling is super prolific about answering questions that no one fucking asked about those <laughs> right. books. Yeah. When's John Woo gonna answer my questions about whatever movie he happened to get up onto the screen because it's the best he could do? Ah, <laughs> uh, what was that? What was that weird backhanded? No, not it was a... not a backhanded compliment at all. <laughs> It was just saying, like, John Woo had plans. Yeah. Or, like, a writer or producer or someone had plans. Yep. And then John Woo's like, I'm going to execute this the best I can with the budget that I have because I'm a fucking professional. Let's make money. Yeah. He probably also was like, I've made a ton of movies with uh, uh, power motorboats. 
Speedboats. That's the word I'm looking for. It's like, why don't we just do speedboats instead of spaceships? Yeah, right. <laughs> sure. That like that legitimately makes sense as that a choice. Dude loves his speedboats. He boats. knows how to he knows how to rig and shoot a speedboat chase. Mm-hmm. Does John Woo know how to know how to create a convincing looking spaceship chase on a very low budget? No. 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 I mean, he might. I don't know that. Sure. But I'm not. I'm not telling the man what he can and can't do. You'd That's think it. that it would have come up by now if he yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Have I'm you been following the John Woo career? I mean, not super actively, but I'm simply challenging him I feel to like rise I would have to greatness. Noticed a John Woo space opera or something. Well, if it was oh, distributed yeah. here. <laughs> oh, oh, good point. Yeah, yeah, but like everything's distributed here. Yeah, but not with a lot of fanfare necessarily. Nothing is distributed. With it. When's the last time you watched TV? I'm just saying. And saw like and saw like a movie trailer. You didn't choose to see. I'm just explicitly. saying. I don't think people are actively advertising John Woo movies in my sphere of media consumption. Maybe because the algorithms don't think I'm interested. I am not sure what John Woo has been up to for at least a decade. I don't think. Didn't he go back to Hong Kong and keep making movies? Is that what happened? I yeah. think so. He went back to Hong Kong. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he had a thing that came out like two years ago or last year called Manhunt that people knew about. Okay. All right. I didn't know about it. No, you're an idiot. Yeah. 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 Dummy. Um. Yeah, he's been making like dyna- Chinese dynastic like epics. Oh. Oh, that is that's something that I feel like I should know about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, um, there's Are, one. There's called... still speedboats though. <laughs> I mean. You gotta assume, right? <laughs> or like, the, ooh, these horses have been trained to swim very fast. <laughs> There's one called like Red Hill or Red Cliff that has a couple of sequels or something. But sure. I've already put my phone away and stopped looking. At it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I know you're on the edge of your seat to learn more about John Woo's career. Since... I was gonna say they can Google it, but now I'm thinking. Now I'm considering the the places and spaces in which people are listening to this and they're mm. probably like on a bus or working or driving their car yeah sure. hey don't look up john woo's career stats while driving a vehicle so, yeah. so now i'm gonna do it for them oh because <laughs> i'm i mean i i legit i legitimately don't want swiss to have to like <laughs> look on his phone while he's driving to work yeah yeah that's good you want him to get pulled over uh be accused of drinking while driving Red Cliff and Red Cliff 2. Okay. I thought there was a third one. Maybe I'm Maybe wrong. it's in production. Oh, yeah. What's, what's he got in production right now? That's thrilling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, you guys could fill in some of this time. Well, now we're talking about John Woo, and like the only further information that is to come is coming out of that phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's making, a, he's making an English remake of his own movie. Oh, which one? Uh, the killer. All right. Oh. Like, I, I think it's one of his first movies. Yeah, that's from a while back. Yeah. Did I watch that one? I watched one of them. I can't remember what it's it got, was called. It's got Chow Yun Fat in it. Yeah. It's like it's like back when Chow Yun Fat was like half a comedian and half an action star. I. Uh-huh. Yeah, I watched one of those movies, but I can't remember which one it was. But it was like one of the two like. Big Chow Yun Fat John Woo movies that were like propelled them both to people knowing who they were. Yeah, it's from like the late eighties. I mm-hmm. think. I think it was the killer. Yeah, I mean, I've seen it. 
Chiant Fett was also a comedian that then turned into an action star. He wasn't I mean, a comedian in that movie. No, no, no. <laughs> and he wasn't like because like I was, he I was, was surprised when I found out that Beat Takeshi was originally a comedian. Oh well, in in Japan, like action movies and comedies are the same genre, or at least they used to be. Like, I mean. They I'm, just accepted that action movies are ridiculous. I don't have any problem with action movies being action comedies. That's not the issue. It's mostly just like all of the media that I saw beat Takeshi in, he was kind of a heavy. Yeah. Uh, and I think Chow Yun Fat has always sort of been the same way. But and I also didn't, I didn't recognize that he was the same person that was showing up on the like English dubbed version of that weird castle uh howl's moving castle no not howl's moving castle that because that was a pretty weird castle that like precursor hold on (laughs) i need you to admit that the fact that the castle flew around in the sky made it a pretty weird castle howl's moving castle had a lot of unusual characteristics (laughs) for castles yes what is happening but i'm saying there was that precursor to uh ninja warrior Uh uh-huh that was like like a bunch of like random Japanese people like going through obstacle courses to try to most storm, extreme elimination challenge to try to storm a castle. Oh, oh yeah, and it that was wasn't like, most extreme elimination challenge. No. but that was something's. It was someone's castle. Yeah, yeah. and it was beat Takeshi's castle. <laughs> yeah, he was the boss of the castle, right? And he kept like slapping his uh, underling with like a paper slapper do. <laughs> and uh, a fan? I'm not sure it was a fan. It was a paper slapper do. It seemed uh it seemed kind of like a one of those like comedy spanky things but like made of paper. <laughs> anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is one oh, of the little rascals? <laughs> the point what? Wa- what? You weren't bringing anything to this conversation table. I'm keeping e- things moving. I don't even know I don't know what we're talking about anymore. So there's like an old castle obstacle course game show. I gathered that from Japan. That yep. they, I think it's called Someone's Magic Castle or something. Yeah, it's something like that. That they put English dubs on and yeah. played on like I don't know, uh, Cartoon Network or uh, Spike TV or somebody. Uh huh. And they used to play them all the time. Uh huh. Beat Takeshi was like the boss of the castle, so the host of the show. Okay. And it was. A ridiculous show. Uh-huh. And, it, and it was a role that was comedic that Beat Takeshi was in. Yeah. But I didn't recognize that it was the same guy as all of the Beat Takeshi movies that I saw later. Have I seen this person? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Have you ever watched, um, uh, what's the Hunger Games stolen idea movie? The, the movie that uh, Hunger Games stole its idea from. Oh, yeah. Battle um, Royale. Battle Royale. Have you seen Battle Royale? I have not. Oh. But, well, he's in that. Okay. Great. Have you seen the uh, Zatoichi the Blind Swordsman movie that Beat Takeshi starts in? No, I have not seen that either. All right. Seems like that's a place that you recognize him from. Though he would not recognize you from it. No. Because he was blind. Right. Although, was he? What? What? <laughs> Is that a twist? Are you spoiling? I don't actually remember if that was a twist. Oh. In that movie or not. <laughs> Great. I think it might have been. I think like at the end of the movie, you realize that he's not actually blind. He was just 
keeping his eyes closed the whole time because like because <laughs> because otherwise swordsmanship wouldn't be challenging or something I oh know. i see he's so good at swords yeah that he has to close his eyes it's just called takeshi's castle oh well there you go great yep. what a journey we've been on <laughs> my god well i don't know <sighs> how are, how's putting wood on your walls going great great it's great yeah, I mean, it seems like Mike and I were like really delivering here, and you were just like, Ugh. yeah. Why do you always got to be naysaying? I'm Dan? not always naysaying. Yeah, why you always master P? <laughs> I'm what? Because you were going. Ugh. I was not doing that. I was not making that noise. How dare you? <laughs> You're master P I, in the scenario. Am I? I don't I know. Guess. Is he still a thing? I mean, he's still alive, right? Actually, master, I don't know. Master P was talking about making other people make that noise. So because is he, Dan Master P or is he Master P's puppet? He Oh, Whoa. yeah. Oh, God. You're just like a private in the No Limit Army. <laughs> <laughs> well, if the benefits are good, I guess, you know. Let's figure out what Master P is up to. God, you are <laughs> this just... Is a real, uh, this is a real... Internet facts heavy. Yeah, Jesus. You guys aren't. You guys aren't giving me nothing. So. I don't know. We what are you talking about? I went on that Lurk whole Kelly the Barber, Takeshi, Kelly the Barber. I'm bringing it. We've learned a lot about Kelly the Barber. I don't know. I've had a very uneventful time since we last recorded. What do you want? My dishwasher broke. Now it's not broken. Um, he was the Master P was the founder of the record No Limit Record of mm -hmm. the record label No Limit Records. Mm -hmm. Which he later relaunched as New No Limit Records. Ooh, nice. Oh, did he cut people out in that relaunch? Was that a uh, spiteful relaunch? Was that a break up the band, reform the band without that one guy we hate yeah. situation? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> awesome. Um, the uh, his name is Percy Robert Miller. A thing that a lot of people I think know about Master P. Sure. Um. Did you know that he's also known as the Ice Cream Man and Ghetto Bill? I did not know oh. either of those things. No. I didn't either. Great. Um, Where do you get Bill from? I don't know. Why not? What do you mean, why not? Like, Because it doesn't follow from Percy. Maybe, like, uh, I don't know. It's even further from Percy than, like, Jack is from John. Yeah, that is weird. Wait. <laughs> There is a 2000 to two, 2003 to 2006 sitcom starring Master P and Lil Romeo called Romeo. Wow. Oh, sounds like it's starring Lil Romeo and Master P is also in it. Featured. Um, yeah, I mean, I imagine that having your name followed by an exclamation point be the title <laughs> of the show. Oh, uh -huh. you didn't read it as though it were followed by no, an you didn't. exclamation point. I added all of the excitement that it needed to have it. <laughs> Um, wow. So, riddle me this. Mm -hmm. Have I not seen it because the production company that owns it is still in the in the middle of inciting a bidding war between Netflix and Hulu for it? <laughs> I hope yes? so. Is that what? Yes? Or. Oh, okay. It, I, I got the impression <laughs> that this, the question wasn't over, but boy, <laughs> does it take a long time to get to that or. Or. Is there a conspiracy to keep it from me? Oh, I see. Probably the latter. It could be both. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're like they're like creating artificial scarcity for Romeo, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Starring Master P and Lil Romeo. Yes. Who is credited as Romeo Miller? Interesting. Oh, wow. Yeah. Not credited as New Romeo. <laughs> 
No, now he's just Romeo. Okay. So you guys. Yes. I've been rewatching the Fast and the Furious series. Uh huh. Oh. That's a thing that we should all do from time to time. Yeah, I just finished. You just finished? <laughs> I mean, finished in that we watched all of them before the eighth one came out and then went to the theater and watched the eighth one. Yeah, the ninth one doesn't come out until like... Oh, man, a while. Like, I think Christmas. That's when... Hobbs and Shaw. That's not the official ninth installment. That's a spinoff. Oh, they're doing another standalone thing? So the second and third ones are I just... I like the way that you have decided to uh, accentuate... The... Hobbs and Shaw? Yeah. That's Hobbs and Shaw. Oh, I just figured out what you were saying. <laughs> <laughs> but like the second and third ones yeah. in the series yes. are technically like separate standalone things. Yeah. Which is soups weird. Yeah. Uh, but so the Fast and the Furious series is fun and terrible. Amazing. It's amazing. Tokyo Drift. Yes. Is just fucking terrible. Yes. Correct. It's not even fun terrible. It's just it like literally the well they the, didn't even understand their own franchise enough no. to do some sort of weird pun is that what you'd call it on the <laughs> fast and the furious title i don't know what you'd call it um but like so first of all yeah the main actor oh. is worse than even paul walker he's real bad who was a terrible actor i don't mean to speak ill too of the soon. dead too soon but he was a he was very bad at his job. But also family always. Right. Um, God damn it. I can never I I can never pull the song that was written specifically to oh, memorialize. Yeah. Um anyway. But the, the 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 main actor is terrible. Real bad. But the like actor Who is one, the main actor? Is some guy. Is the main actor so terrible that he has not been made a permanent member of the family. He, he was brought in. In spite of the fact that everyone that comes in contact with this uh, group of don't car driving don't people. Don't spoil it for people, but oh. continue your Gets brought in. He is brought in, but only for like a few scenes of exp- exposition to explain the fate of other characters. Fast yeah. and the Furious is like a Katamari ball of yeah, uh, car driving criminals. Sort or of. heroes. And, and or like, heroes. Sort of. I mean, the villains are often absorbed into the family. That's what I'm saying. Contrived manners. <laughs> um, and yeah. And like. Shaw isn't technically part of it, right? Like. Hobbs and Shaw uh, yeah. are, going, are going to have to work together in spite of the fact that they still don't like each other. Well, they had a healthy respect for each other at the end of Fate of the Furious. <laughs> Which I haven't seen. Sorry. I haven't seen But I assume they them? didn't die. So. Sure. Right. Because there's another movie coming out. <laughs> Though they've never been clear about where anything goes in the timeline of this either. Yeah, I think they have finally... I think by now, I think by the point of Fate of the Furious, we have a pretty firm understanding of where everything occurs. And there's also apparently, <laughs> I've learned, there's apparently like a 20-minute short film that Vin Diesel wrote and directed oh. that like sort of like clarifies the continuity between the first four, which yeah. is amazing. Which to is, me. but which also connects the Fast it. and the Furious movies to the Chronicles of Riddick movies. I hope. I so. hope. God, I hope. Which so. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't either. But I need to see said short film mm-hmm. because. This is my problem with a lot of this. Yeah. But no, the like the act one introduction of the main character uh, in Tokyo Drift is yeah. like, you're going to love this character. <laughs> like, it's like, okay, audience, you're going to love this character. Yeah. You're supposed to. He's the hero. Uh-huh. Here's how we indicate to you that he is the hero <laughs> and that you should love him. He doesn't run over a cat? No. Um, 
he uh, he's the hero because he you, he considers women property that can be won in races, but they are slightly less valuable to him than than a car that he will destroy moments later. <laughs> that is how they that is how they tell you he is the hero. Yeah, he's a. He's like, I'll race you so that I own your girlfriend. <laughs> and then the jock is like, fine, I have a fast car. Yeah. And then and then he races him, owns his girlfriend, and uh, does not care about the girl anymore, but cares that the car that he won is destroyed. Yes. All right. What does the... I can't is, tell if it's better this... or worse that he thinks she's less valuable as a possession than the car. So does that mean that this is like just an incidental, here we're introducing this one guy and the no. girl goes away? Yes. Yes. All right. Yes, she this absolutely is, does. This is all just a setup to send him to Tokyo. Yeah, he gets in trouble with the law and has to go to Tokyo for some to reason. To live with his... For, for engaging in human trafficking? <laughs> Isn't it like he has to go live with his like... Navy dad or something? Yeah, but his dad's not in the Navy, but oh. maybe he is. <laughs> In, like, literally, it's just like the, like, they're just like, I don't know, find me an actor that looks like he could be a stand in for Ray Liotta. Like, <laughs> yeah. And then they're like, well, he's the dad now. Yeah. Maybe he's in the Navy, but he made poor choices. Right. Why didn't they just get Ray Liotta? Right? That it is feels actually, like he'll do a that lot is of actually roles a fair right point. Now. They probably could have gotten Ray Liotta. Yeah. I mean, it was like 2003 or four. Was he more popular and Ooh, successful I then? I don't mm. know. The point is, I feel like he, it's possible that like he just hadn't come to terms with where he was or something. At All that point. I'm saying is that even the Fast and the Furious series mm-hmm. should be kind of ashamed to have Tokyo Drift associated with it. Yes, it does introduce Han, one of the best characters. Okay, but he is like third tertiary character in that movie. Isn't like the chronology of the movies weird around Tokyo Drift? Correct. What, how how is it weird? Okay, like it, so so. <laughs> neither of us have seen the short film that explains it, but it is my it is my understanding that Tokyo Drift and then the two after it come in between the first two movies. No, so <laughs> Tokyo Drift. Okay, so the fourth. Let's see, Dan Dan is. Gripping his head in so much concentration. He has, okay. he has he physically has a slide rule. The with fourth him. movie happens. The uh, fourth movie happens. The fifth movie happens. Dan has popped out white hair like Doc Brown as he diagrams this movie Marty. on the chalkboard. Uh, okay. In one of the in one of the movies, Han is with the family, and then he's like, I'm going to Japan. And they're like, okay, see you later, brother. Family always. <laughs> then at the end of one of these movies, yeah. Jason Statham is responsible for Han's death, which occurs in Tokyo Drift that seems like it's just bad circumstances, <laughs> like an accident in a race. But it turns out that Jason Statham actually like rigged the race so that Han would get into a crash or and, something. And he Wait. may or may not have been a, a good guy or a bad guy in Tokyo Drift, depending on... Which tranche of a single Yakuza family you choose to side with? Yes, correct. <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, because I think that's what it was. He had to go back to Japan to deal with something like that, some sort of his Yakuza. Descri- his description in uh, his description in 
like of what happened in Tokyo Drift mm-hmm. is I had to get out of America because either there was trouble there or trouble here. Yes. And I choose not to specify. <laughs> yeah. As a like tangential aside based on Jason Statham, mm-hmm. have either of you like gone back and watched like Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels? In I a watched while? it I watched it a couple weeks ago. Uh Laura also what I assume it just popped into Netflix and that's why oh, everyone's I've watching it right now or something. Wow. But like it's weird to see Jason Statham as like a young twenty something forty year old. <laughs> yeah. And like back before it was just common knowledge that he'd always been history's greatest white ninja. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause in that movie he's more just like walking around in a coat, right? Yeah. 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 Like, he's just he just he just has a gun and is sassy. Yeah. But he's, like he doesn't like do anything crazy with his arms, he's right? He's just like the he's just like the gruffest looking of the four sting disciples. Uh-huh. I wasn't <laughs> It's been a while since I've actually watched the movie and I was only sort of paying attention this time around. I can't yeah. remember exactly what was going on. Um yeah, he's just yeah, he's the hard man. Yeah, he's the hard man. Okay. He's there to be the hard man. But now he's one of the greatest trackers in the world, according to the House of Shaw trailer. <laughs> um because it turns out that that the package he's tracking is always just in his trunk. Right. right. I mean, I guess that makes you pretty good at your yeah. job. <laughs> he's super good at it. Yeah. Uh, they made uh, the Transporter television series. Oh. And I oh, think that's for right. French TV or something. Okay. And it is ridiculous. Do we know... Did they the person try? that is a Jason Statham in that move in that show? I don't think so. Did they try to make him speak French like Jason Statham would? <laughs> <laughs> Where he just refers to everyone as the Germans. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't think we. I, I think it's a. I think he's a new transporter. Okay. Interesting. Jesus Statham. Jesus Statham. Yeah. What are you talking about? I'm being Jason Statham speaking French. Oh, interesting. This, uh, I'm positing that he would not put a lot of effort into, into pronouncing, pronouncing the French correctly. Sure. Oh, it is supposed to be the same character, but oh. it's some French actor or something. That All right. The dude. Are they retroactively claiming that Jason Statham's character was supposed to be French? No, okay. no. They're they're both. In both instances, they're American, I believe. What? Huh. Really? I think the idea is that they were like Green Berets. Oh. I do forget how often Jason Statham was inexplicably a super British American guy. Yeah, so he's he... just like an American dude, but like, fuck you if you think I'm gonna if you think I'm gonna speak a different dialect. So they went the Schwarzenegger route, where it's just like, yeah, he just has this di- dialect for some reason. Yeah. Or but, the Sean Connery route. Yeah. But, if you're an action star, you should never give up your accent, but always insist on being from different places in every movie. Yeah. But in the U.S., mm-hmm. like if the idea is you live in the U.S., yeah, yeah, you can sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's not that weird. Yeah. I think it's, I, and I might be doing a disservice to the general melting pot that is the United Kingdom, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's weirder <laughs> if like you're just like, if you're just. British and like if you're just British but now also you've always lived in France <laughs> yeah I mean maybe I it's guess, not I guess like if your family moved there when you were young I don't know but you were surrounded by a bunch of 
But then, like, what British accent people. do you get? Maybe yeah. it's just because I always have to include like him yelling on Mars. But I think it's weird. <laughs> I think it is weird for anyone to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. For anyone to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, you know, steroids has an effect on your. Uh, we vocal tract. We don't know that he cheated. Supplements. At, <laughs> vitamins. What would he even be cheating at in this instance? Uh, I don't know. Being, Flexing? Being the universal man? Yeah. Universe man. Universal. Mr. No, that Universe was Dolph man. Lundgren. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Universe. He was cheating at being Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Oh. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I guess that counts as cheating then. Oh, man. This is, this is the whole reason that Creed 2 had to happen. Why? Wait, what? Have you not seen Creed 2? No, but why did it why did it have to happen because Dolph of... Lundgren got cheated out of so many things oh. that now he, he and his child I see. And so forth. Got it. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Stallone come after Stallone for it, but Stallone doesn't cheat. He only uses wholesome HGH and meat punching. Yeah. Yeah. And chicken chasing and stair running. So does uh, does Sly and Dolph like have like a, a like a verbal spar in Creed Two? Yeah, there's a thing. Okay. Yeah, there's like an old man thing going on. Nice. Yeah, it's like it's like anytime Clint Eastwood is in anything with a person of color now, like it's like, <laughs> it's like a really angry old man just yelling at people. Sure, sure. Mike, that dude's film career is racist. He's like, I only do racist movies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I guarantee you he tried to put together the money and get someone to write a script for him so he could make a sequel to that movie about the uh, Somali pirates where he just single-handedly crankies <laughs> them into the sea yeah. and reclaims Tom Hanks' ship for him. Yeah. I am sort of surprised that I'm not aware of that specific movie existing. <laughs> yeah, where like, where, like, Clint Eastwood, at 92 years old... Yep. Writes, directs, and stars in a movie in which he conquers Somali piracy. The whole thing? Yeah, all of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, absolutely. That movie definitely would have existed if um, if uh, 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 Ponytail Aikido hadn't gone into, yeah, hadn't gone into uh, law enforcement and being in Russia or whatever. Yeah. What's yeah. he doing? Um, He's in Russia now. To yeah. save... Julian Assange or something? He's uh, insane. He's just like he has some sort of he has he's he was given some sort of position by Putin of like ambassador of something or whatever. <laughs> but like it's possible that he's also in legal trouble somewhere else, so like he can't leave Russia, but I think yeah. people don't know for sure. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Correct. But you know, he's like a notorious child toucher or something like that, isn't he? I mean he's a Does he's that... a real creep. Creep, definitely notorious for that. Child yes. touching, I, sure. I haven't heard anything Cannot about confirm. that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not looking it up, so let's just let it hang out. <laughs> yeah, let's just say we cannot confirm or deny that Steven Seagal is a child toucher. Notorious child toucher. Sorry, <laughs> notorious child toucher. Yeah, because uh, it's possible that he's a child toucher, and just not certainly. everybody's heard about it. Yeah. But I don't want to bust this myth No, just for that. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is going to get taken out by Steven Seagal in a tank. Or, like, the FSB. Hackers. 
Yeah, right. That's I guess that's more likely at this point. Yeah, troll, troll. Well, because bots. the podcast is not a physical thing, <laughs> right? <laughs> An episode of a podcast does not have girth, Mike. I mean, it's a lot of physical things. Why did you pick girth? <laughs> <laughs> it's a dimension. <laughs> There is a finite number of physical things you'd have to destroy to destroy this podcast. That's a good point. So he, you're saying Steven Seagal will hunt down <laughs> like the servers yep. that we are being hosted by and run over them with a tank. Yes. Also, everyone's individual phones. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because like honestly. He's going like, scorched earth on this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like we'd only have like, you know, 12 weeks to recover it if all of the servers were destroyed. Uh, the nuclear apocalypse is going to come because Steven Seagal wants to destroy one podcast. Wow. So that no one will know that he touches children. Attention right. listeners, Steven Seagal may or may not be coming for your device. <laughs> Prepare yourselves. Guard it carefully. Yes. He has access to tanks. Yes, at least one. No, I guess more now because he's in Russia. Yeah. Yeah, like, what is he, like, director of those weird parades in, like, Red Square? Maybe. That seems right to me. Sure. That seems like the job you would give him. Sure. I mean, I I haven't seen any evidence that he's particularly good at walking, but, like, you could... Oh, but he watches from a box as the parade that he orchestrated plays out. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't walk with the parade. That That is very Steven Seagal. Use their energy against them. Yeah. Yeah, mostly, most most of the walking I've ever seen him do is on the top of a moving train mm-hmm. because right. terrorists. Yes. <laughs> oh, and then that one time that he was feeling up a child while wandering around a bar in a music video for his own album. Uh, huh. All right. Well, see, I knew weird. he was a child toucher. <laughs> All right. I, don't, I still don't know what you're talking about, but he I made choose. he made a he made an album to <sighs> highlight his sick blues chops. Yep, and then he made a video for one of the songs. Yep, yeah. and the video involves him wandering around a bar in like Saigon or something like that, like just feeling up a child. Huh. It's pretty disturbing. <laughs> well, I didn't need to know any of this. No. Well, thankfully, you'll never listen to this podcast, so you won't learn it. <sighs> it's in here now. It is. Oh, are you paying attention while we do this? I I mean, I'm listening. I'm engaged. I took improv classes. Uh, now Dan wants to destroy every server <laughs> and phone so that this podcast gets destroyed. I didn't suggest that Dan was a notorious child. We toucher. haven't uploaded this episode yet. I could just like hit the computer real hard. Well, that's true. But then we'd have to talk to each other for another hour. Oh, are right. you willing to pay no, that price? No, I got shit to do. Because I'm not going <laughs> to stop introducing Steven Seagal and child touching to conversations. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. You just gotta, you just gotta weather it once. Yep. So right. that's what Stephen wants to plug. Oh. Uh, what do I? 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 What am I plugging? Plugging? What am I plugging? Uh, hey, if you'd like to hear me have more opinions about Tokyo Drift, go to totesrecall.com <laughs> and find it in our archives. We watched it a couple years ago. Hey. There hey. You go. Great. Were they? Were they entertaining opinions? I think so. None of us had seen it before except one of the four of us. I was going to say. Wait, wait. That didn't that's seem not like what the your kind podcast of movie. Is. That's not what that podcast is. Sometimes we do that. Sometimes we do it on accident. Uh, this time I think we specifically did it on purpose because we thought it was hilarious that Molly had seen it and none of us had. <laughs> oh, I definitely I'm saw it. I'm shocked that you hadn't seen it. I hadn't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. Oh, I definitely saw it in the theater. It's very off-brand for you, Dan. Well, now I've, I mean, now I've seen all of them because they're amazing. Right. Yeah. I've still never seen them. I recall going to a Just theater. Start at five. 
If you don't like it, it's not for you. Uh-huh. I recall going to a theater mm-hmm. in the like at like one in the afternoon, like Perfect. a day or two yes. after it came out, like Perfect. attached to a mall, maybe in St. Cloud, Minnesota, and yeah. skipping class while I saw it. Nice. Or possibly I was skipping work. I can't remember. Either way. Uh, that I'm is like, the correct way to experience Yeah, and I'm like, Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift came out yesterday. What am I even doing uh-huh. <laughs> going to class? <laughs> That's quite the uh, dedication. It I, is. ironically, took the bus there. Ooh. I do know that for sure. Well, anyway, that's it. I don't have anything else going on. All right. Uh well, you can always, except for last week when we were closed due to crazy weather conditions, Ooh. Tokyo Drift. Into the Galactic Pizza Comedy Don't open drift mic. into it. Uh, right. Drift towards yeah, you don't the general know what vicinity. Drifting yeah, is. You drift into a cool parking spot next yeah. to it, and then you go into it. Right. The... I think he was using a more generalized sense of the word drift, oh. but he was, he was, in fact, telling anyone that I mean, there is seen the film. parallel parking in which you could drift... Yeah, but don't drift... In, I'm saying don't drift into the restaurant. No. I mean, it would be difficult to do that. You would have to... Like, you really have to, like, flip up. You can't just drift. Uh, have you seen Tokyo Drift? Is it still drifting if you're flipping? I mean, it you don't try like to drifting. flip, yeah. but it happens. How do you think happens to Han? But I feel like you're no what longer... What do you think happens Spoilers. to Han? Spoilers, Dan. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I think what happens to Han is... the uh, ha- Wait, which one is Hobbs and Shaw? Shaw? Shaw, yes. Deckard Decides- Shaw. <laughs> I believe. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Decides he has to die or at least lose. Did intentionally kill him? Yes. I mean, we. It's unclear. He is retroactively told. We are retroactively told the intentionally kills him. He retroactively intentionally kills one of their family members and now they like him anyway or respect him. They respect him for reasons I will not reveal because Steven hasn't seen the eighth (laughs) one yet. Yes. Thank you. Anyway, come to go like a piece of comedy over mic every Thursday night at 10 o'clock. Sign up at 9.30. You'll laugh your blast off. Yeah. See? And again, in this instance, blasting off a good thing. Great. Right. Great thing. Exactly. Bookends. You're not Team Rocket. You're, no. You'll be fine. Yeah. Podcast over. I guess so. All right. We don't want to talk about Meowth. Nah. I'm All good. Right. Cool. Uh, See ya. What later blader? <laughs> What'd no, you say? I, it's a later. But did you stutter? Yes. Oh, okay. I thought you said later blader. <laughs> well, now I will from that's, now that's on. That's your new sign off for the yep. show. I mean, we have been hurting for a good sign off. So. That's true. Yeah. And I do assume that most people that most people that listen to this do so while rollerblading. Yeah. Right. right. Why wouldn't you be? Yeah. So later blader. Until the next time. How bad cast. <laughs> later, later.